Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, the first thing I'm going to talk about is a vaccine. And as you heard in the news there, one of the top stories was Luke O'Neill, of course, was talking about the vaccine. And he believes it's going to be the safest vaccine because so much work and effort has been put into it and so much money has been put into it. President Trump has given the, uh, the name Operation Warp Speed as an initiative developed to, to develop and help accelerate vaccine development with at least six companies participating. A remarkable combined total of over six billion for the development and delivery of a COVID-19 vaccine. More than half of Irish people would take a COVID-19 vaccine if one became available, according to a new survey carried out on behalf of the Irish Pharmaceutical Healthcare Association. Uh, the survey carried out on, by MRBI surveyed 975 people aged over 18 earlier this month and found that 55% of them would take a COVID vaccine if one become available. One third of respondents said they were unsure, while 12% said they would take it. Now, I put it up on Twitter yesterday as I'm a little bit confused by these polls sometimes. Now, we had over 3,500 votes. Not scientific, by the way, because we don't know who the people are. But if it, we, the question we asked was, if a vaccine is delivered before Christmas or January, which is what has been suggested by some, um, would you take it? 20% said yes, of course. 22% said they'd wait a while. 52% said not at all. And 6% said they didn't know. So roughly half would probably take it. Um, roughly half said they wouldn't, essentially. That's really what we've come up with. In our tra- and it was 3,500 people. Although the sample size is bigger, uh, it's not scientific, as I said. Now, Olivia O'Connor, chief executive of the IPHA, said the priority for the industry is finding a vaccine that is safe and that works. However, she cautioned that the world is still some distance from an approved vaccine from COVID-19. We are still some way off approval for the global rollout of an effective vaccine. Uh, Although... All of us want to see uh, the, ba- the, the back of the pandemic. She said, it's not about how fast we can get the vaccine. What matters is if it's safe and if it works. And she said it can typically, typically take up to 10 to 15 years to bring a vaccine to the market. The fastest ever vaccine was for the mumps back in the 1960s. And that needed four years. So Professor Martin McKee told RTE News at one that while it's very good news, he said there are some concerns uh, that with many of the vaccines being developed, that people's immune systems tend to deteriorate as they get older and these vaccines may not work as well. They've also suggested that there may be boosters have to be given uh, on a two yearly basis. He said the vaccine needs to work for everybody as clearly older people are dying in greater numbers from the disease, but it is still quite a serious disease for many young people as well. He said the signs are looking good, uh, that there will be results from the vaccine trials by the end of the year, but it is difficult to say that they need to ensure that the evidence is sufficient uh, to convince the regulators in Europe and the US. He said that the challenge begins on how to distribute the vaccine when it does become available, which will include the practical issue of getting enough glass bottles to put the vaccine in, as well as logistics of distributing it to the right people. Obviously those who are at risk more so than others. Uh, healthcare workers, older people, etc, etc. Now, Here's the question. I'm curious. If a vaccine came along, say, in December or January, start of next year, end of this year, would you take it? It becomes available. The government says, OK, vaccine rollout. Get out your GP. He has billions of them down there. Everybody get the vaccine. Now, they have said that they need about 75 to 80 percent to get herd immunity. You will already have probably 50 percent of the population will either have T-cell immunity or will have already got the virus. So realistically, with the vaccine, you probably only need to get it 60 or 70 percent. That's what I heard this morning. But I don't know the ins and outs of that. But realistically, we need to get about 70 percent of people taking it. We're not up there yet. We're 50 percent. So would you take it? Would you take the vaccine? Yes, you would. 
or no, you wouldn't? Let me know what you think. The number is 087188 Let's do a little poll, okay? Uh, by text and WhatsApp. If the vaccine became available in December or January, which is what is being suggested, will you take the vaccine? Now, they're saying they're doing all the trials. Obviously, it's, it is rushed, but they've put a lot of money and effort into it. Will you take the vaccine? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? No, how's it going? Paul, I mean, a vaccine, according to the scientists, may, although the WHO said it's not the silver bullet either, but it may get us back to normal life. It may. So Yeah, I heard the news this morning and I was kind of, I was delighted in a way because it's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, in a way. Now, the only thing is I've had a good think about it in the last, say, hour or so. And I would take it, but I'd let you take it first and keep an eye on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be towards the nine. But it's well, isn't this what happened with swine when swine flu made a bit of a resurgence because swine flu has been around since the seventies. Most people don't realize that. Mm. But back in two thousand and nine or ten, wasn't it in America? It kind of had a big resurgence. Remember, it had a resurgence yeah. here, and they had a vaccine. They produced it fairly quickly, and within a few months, the vaccine was taken back off the market again because sadly it caused narcolepsy in no, not a lot mm. of people, but a few people. There was a few court cases over it, so it caused narcolepsy, and that was a, that was a stated fact. So they took it back off the market again. So there's there's always that risk because everybody I think should be Not pro. Everyone's the same, yeah. yeah, everybody should be pro vaccine because vaccines have saved billions of people around the world yeah. from all sorts of different diseases and we've eradicated diseases. But there's always that caution that you know, are you going to be the first? <laughs> well, yeah. um, you go ahead there. Go on. The I'm uh, definitely not going to be the first. I'll wait till you and I'll get it. As I said. And if I seem but, all right, if I'm yeah, still on the air in a few weeks, yeah, just still up and chatting away. Well, I'd be glad to take it then. But um, no, I'd be cautious. In one way, I'm cautious about it. But then you think of a company the likes of Johnson and Johnson, as such a massive company with massive amount, massive amounts of money behind them. They're not going to risk losing everything, putting a vaccine out on the market that may harm somebody. Yeah, but realistically, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, all these big companies who were responsible mm. for these vaccines, they will have massive insurance policies. Massive oh, yeah, insurance. So if they release a vaccine, and let's say it's a disaster, and there's side effects to it, they're covered. But they'll be indemnified. So like, it's not going to make them, they're not going to go bust. I don't know. With a company like Johnson & Johnson, they have such a big market in baby products and stuff. Will people then... You know, would it spread to their other products? And by the way, I'm not saying I'm not saying they would intentionally release a vaccine that would harm anybody because no, no company no. would do that. I wouldn't imagine intentionally. But you know, we would imagine that you would like to see something you know being trialed for a long period of time, and that's normally what we would do with vaccines. This has been obviously accelerated because of the world pandemic. But you'd like to see something you know having along to see in a year's time. Does somebody have a side effect or two years time or you know? Well, I think I think what we could do, Niall, is there was a bunch of people protesting in the in the port last week ah, and yeah. made me very late getting I think we should test it on them first. Well yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you, you know, completely. Oh uh, idiots, but yeah. no, I, I I understand what you're saying about time trials and stuff like that. But with something this serious that's that oh has it really killed that many people? I mean it hasn't killed as many as the flu has, so which COVID nineteen? Okay, well, well, according to the actual numbers, it has killed more. The flu normally kills between sort of five hundred and seven hundred thousand people every year. Now, oh. in saying that, we define flu deaths different to we define COVID nineteen deaths. Like never before have we said the debt was flu related. We've never so realistically, 
at the moment. But it's hard to know because if COVID-19 it's, continues... And can you believe the figures? I mean, look what happened. What, I'm, what, I, what, I, can, what I can't believe is this morning that 95... The flu is 95... In the last seven months, or the first in the first 40 weeks of this year, um, the flu is 95% down on last year. Now, the reason for that is, well, people are keeping their distance from each other. But the other reason for that is, is that if you have flu symptoms, you, you call your doctor, you don't go to them anymore. You just ring them up. They say, no, they tell you to stay at home or they send you for a COVID test. You may test COVID positive and you just put it down to COVID-19. So I think think that's a lot of the reason. I've already taken my flu jab. I get it every year. Okay. Because I don't like taking time off work and the job I'm in is, you know, I can't at the moment. And what, by the way, what's your experience off. with the flu jab? Have you ever had, because you can have, you know, minor <laughs> side effects. A little cold. Yeah. A little bit of a cold the odd time. You might, the only thing I get, my arm gets dead after taking it. Well, that's kind of common with a lot of injections, yeah. yeah. But it's strange because there's so many fucking that yeah. never happened before. Okay, but, well, but okay, but you're still not, you're kind of hedging your bets here. You're still not saying yes or no. So the government says not, it's available in your GP, Paul, in the I, morning. Are you I, going? I will take it, but I'll wait till maybe Friday or Saturday just to see what happens to the people that take it on Wednesday and Thursday. How would that go to? Well, I'm sure they, that's not going to happen immediately. They, if there were all side effects, it'll take time. I would be, but I wouldn't be the first down. I'd be cautious about it. I mean, if it was... A, a, they kind of give me a bit, of, a bit of a boost to take it is the fact that it's Luke O'Neill and not Michal Martin saying, oh, we're doing everything possible. Because I wouldn't believe a word out of his mouth anyway. At least it's a professor who actually knows what he's talking about. Well, I mean, fairness to professors in Ireland that I've seen on TV recently, not to mention any in particular, they all have a fair vested interest in this, by the way, financially. And COVID-19 has made a lot of them quite wealthy. Yeah, that's true. But I, I mean, would you come on the national air and lie about it? No, I wouldn't suggest anybody would. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the only thing that gives you a bit of hope. But... Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Philip. Philip, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Philip? Oh, you're nice. Uh, Philip, you're in two minds about the vaccine. So if it comes out in, in December, uh, Donald Trump is promising it before Christmas. I don't know how quick that'll be, but uh, would you take it? I wouldn't. Right, OK. And what's the reason you wouldn't? Uh, the, the reason being, Niall, is basically we don't know if it's safe enough when it's being created in such a short period of time. Well, I, there, well, there is checks and balances that they have to do. I mean, there's human trials. There's three stages, I believe, to these. At the moment, there's over 150 candidate vaccines. That's 150 different types of vaccines. The one from Oxford University looks good again. There's a few different ones out there. <clears throat> so it does take... They still have to go through the, the normal things. The only difference this time around is it has been fast-tracked. Yeah. So, you, you know, you're but, not going to trial it over three and four years. Exactly, but I, I still... As, as I said, I still wouldn't take it. Like, the, the flu vaccine doesn't stop you getting the flu. Mm-hmm. How do you know the, this COVID vaccine will stop you getting the COVID, you know? Well, there's a good chance, that they said this themselves, that it may not work for everybody. But, but, but the point is, you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So if it didn't work, sure, what difference does that make? You're not going to be going around licking walls with COVID on it anyway, are you? <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? So if it didn't work... It just didn't work. But uh, what, what, are, you, are you fearful of side effects? I'd be fearful of side effects, yeah. And as you said, if, if you did bring it out before the Christmas and you did decide to get it, and God forbid something did happen to you, you're leaving your family and kids behind them just before Christmas. If you've got a major side effect. It's unlikely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to turn around and say that, uh, you know, since we've heard of vaccines going back a long, long time now, vaccines have saved billions of lives. There are, have been people that have died. There has been one or two vaccines and medications that have been brought out that have killed people. 
Uh, but in saying that, the majority haven't, and, and vaccines generally are a very good thing. No, sorry, just something you touched on there. If you did go and take it, you're kind of, your caution over catching COVID would go out the window. You'd say, well, I'm immune now, I've had the vaccine, and then the vaccine doesn't work. You know, so are people going to take it? It doesn't work for them, and then go ahead and catch COVID then after that. I mean, obviously taking it would, it's better that you have it. Even if it doesn't work, just take it and hopefully keep going by what the way you're going. That's so, what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, it, you know it, what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. what are those well, they don't know how long, they, here's the other thing as well. They said with the vaccine, they don't know how long it lasts. Last, yeah. So, exactly. in other words, you might have to get a booster shot once a year or something like that. But remember, years, I think there was one, I can't remember which vaccine it was years ago. You had to get a booster. Do you remember that you used to get a few boosters? As kids, you used to do that. Remember, you get your booster shots. Maybe. And then the apparently... Oh, rabies. Saying, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, not rabies. What do you call it? Te- tetanus, wasn't it? Tetanus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, oh, I remember getting that. Jesus, I got that. I was in Spain <laughs> once year. One year. And I got a tetanus <laughs> injection. I couldn't walk for days. I got a few things in Spain myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you'd be cautious, Philip, uh, about it. You're in two minds. I, I am honestly in two minds because as, as I, am, I was reading up this morning, apparently now they're saying as well, humanity will only last for a few months if it worked. What What do you mean? Um, as, as I was reading up on it, they were saying the COVID injection, or if they brought one out before Christmas, apparently immunity from it can only last a few months. Well, they don't know yet. Well, exactly. Because, because they don't know. Because, they don't know because how, how, they're already speculating. Because the thing about it is, they only have the vaccine. I mean, they, they don't have a successful vaccine yet. Um, I mean, they're, they're, some of them are in the final stages of human trials, where, by the way, a lot of vaccines fall down at that point. You know, you, you get somebody who's volunteer. I don't know if I'd like to be a volunteer, by the way, who volunteers <laughs> and all of a sudden gets a really bad side effect. We, sadly, one man did die, um, and that's going back about two weeks ago there uh, during one of the vaccine trials. Now, again, I don't know what he died of or how he died, um, yeah. But I, I think it was a, he had got COVID because I think it was a placebo he was given. So during the trials, these people can die. Now, it's rare, very rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in saying that, they do. this is the reason they do human trials, to make sure there is no short-term side effects. Now, again, as I said, we're not going to see any long-term trials because there is a bit of a rush, I suppose, to, to stop the pandemic and to get us back to some level of normality. It, well, let me ask you this then, Philip. Let's say they turned around tomorrow and they said, right, we're kind of going back to normal. The vaccine is now out. It's up to you to take it if you want to take it. Sadly, if you get COVID and die, we can't be responsible anymore because now the vaccine is around. But you're not allowed to go on holidays unless you have a vaccine. So in other words, like when you go to, say, Thailand and places yeah. like that, you have to produce your, you know, your certificate for, that you've got your jabs for typhoid and all those other things, diphtheria and everything else. So you have to get your jabs before you go that you had to have a thing to prove that you had a COVID vaccine before you can go on holidays. Would you get it then? No. So you'd stay in Ireland? I'd, I'd be happy to stay at home. Right, okay. Yeah. I think Paul would get it at that point. <laughs> 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 okay, let, let me just go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? I'm doing grand, man. Thank you. John, would you take it? Definitely. Okay. And what do you say to the 50% or so of people, kind of ballpark figure, who are saying absolutely not? It's too rushed. Well, I don't think it's too rushed. I, I think I think people, you know, you have to you know, weigh up the consequences and weigh up the situation that we're all in. You know, are we going to be in this lockdown forever? Uh, are we not able to travel? Are we not able to do anything? 
I mean, I think a vaccine, if they, they're trying to make it as safe as possible, I don't see why nobody should take it. You know, I mean, they should mm. take it. Would you, would you go as far as making it mandatory? Yeah, percent, yes. Percent. See, no, I, I don't get me wrong. I think I think people should, provided we believe it's safe. But mm. I, I always have an issue with the word mandatory. Yeah, I know, I know. I have a bit of an yeah. issue with that. Like we hate. I don't think any any of us like to be told what to do. But if it's going to save your life, if it's going to save everything, you know, especially older people, which I'm one of them. Mm. Is uh, you know, I think it's. I think we should all take it. I mean, I take the flu and flu injection every year. I took on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, no side effects. Grant, not a bother. Yeah, and there generally isn't, apart from you might get a bit of a dead arm or something like that, yeah, or you might no, get a mild cold. Yeah, it's a bit sold out. Yeah, yeah, that's better. It's a couple of days out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, definitely, if you, particularly if you're in a vulnerable situation, if you're if you're older or you're in a, a, a risk group, um, the yeah. flu vaccine. Actually, I must get it myself. The flu vaccine is not a bad thing to take. Philip, do you take a flu vaccine yourself? I do. Yeah. All right. So, so what's what's the difference with this one, Philip? Why you wouldn't take this? Well, I've been getting the flu vaccine for a while, for a few years, mm. um, and it's been around a long, long time. This COVID vaccine has only been tested. What, the last few months, year, yeah. not even? Yeah. So I honestly... The last, the last, seven, the last seven months. Yeah. See, John, that's what worries people. You know, this is these vaccine candidates, as they call them, or, you know, trials, have only been going on there for, set, well, not even seven months. I think it probably took them a few months to get into gear and what have you. And So, I mean, realistically, five months, six months max. I know, but it is very rushed. I mean, I know they've passed legislation in America uh, to do away with some parts of the trial to speed it up. Yeah. Is that wise? You know what I mean? I know. Well, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. You know what I mean? You could say, let's have a look. Am I going to? Am I going to live like this for the next few years? Yeah. Or if at least if, if you know people start taking this vaccine and it does work, I mean. It, you know, at least then everybody will be, you know, reassured and everybody will take it then. You know, if there's no major side effects and, you know, people can travel and people can go back to work and people, you know, the economy can open up again and, you know, there's loads of pluses. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there who argue that we should be doing that anyway based on how serious this virus actually is. I mean, John, we all thought, you know, when we went, go back and, and Leo Varadkar stood on the steps in Washington that time and told us all to go home and not to go to work and yeah. the WHO were saying there was a 5% mortality rate on the virus. We all shit ourselves and we were all absolutely proud of the government for what they did. But now we, we're in a situation where we have a lot of data from around the world. We now know that this particular virus, for example, under the age of 70 is actually less dangerous than the flu. Over the age of seven, sadly, it's not. Uh, but the mortality rate now on average or the average mortality rate, what they call mortality, uh, infection mortality ratio is 0.28%. So, I mean, it's way down there. So it's nowhere near as dangerous as we thought. So there is an argument that we shouldn't be locking places down anyway. No, I don't. That we should, I don't. Be, we should be just allowing each other to get it. There is an argument there for that. Yeah. I mean, a debate around that. Well, I know a couple of people have got it. And Grant, I was talking to one this morning, and he, he said it was only, you know, he's a bit uh, chesty, and he's a bit, you know, you know, he walked a bit far, he'd be a bit out of breath. Yeah. But otherwise, he's Grant. But then again, he's only about 50. But, haven't said that. How old, how old are you, by the way? 71. All right, okay. I'm only a young fella. I'm only a young fella. 
But even, even at 71 years of age, if you got COVID-19, I don't know whether you have any serious underlying no, conditions. No, okay, well then, well, then even at 71, the chances of you dying of COVID-19 are slim to none. I know, I'm not yeah, but do you understand what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think we have to be careful when we're telling people that because I think people think, oh, once I hit 70, if I get COVID, I'm snookered. You're not. No. You know what I mean? The only way, if you're, you know, if you're 70 and over 70 or coming to 80 and you have other underlying, you know, conditions, conditions you know, well, the chances are this is just going to help or, it'll, you know. Help you on your way. Help you on your way. <laughs> yeah. But let's yeah. be honest, I mean, if you're saying that, but, you know, but you know what? We, we, we seem to have an inability to talk about death anymore. I mean, you know, and it was a very good point mentioned on Primetime the other night when Miriam O'Callaghan put it to a professor in the UK that, you know, people are dying in care homes, et cetera, et cetera. And their death is obviously being accelerated by COVID-19, uh, you know, some of, the, some of those people. And he said, you know, the average age for people dying in the UK, I think he mentioned was 86. He said the average age of mortality is 82. So yeah. realistically, you know, we're destined to die. And we seem to be afraid to have a conversation around the fact that people die. We can't save people's lives forever. No, and we're not. afraid to have that conversation anymore. I, I seen yeah. somebody put up on Twitter there last week, you know, but sure, if, if the lockdown saves one life, isn't it worth it? And I said, well, sure, no, it's not. That's a silly thing to say. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm still walking and I'm delighted I'm walking. And I'm mm. happy, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I live on my own and I'm happy that I'm walking and I'm happy that I'm meant to grow every day. I mean, you, you keep your distance. Yeah. You know, you make sure you wear your Use mask. your common sense, yeah. Use your yeah. common sense. And that's what you have to do. You know, and don't be... But there's a limit to what we can do as humans because we need yeah. to interact with each other on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, look, okay, so getting getting back to the vaccine. So, John, you definitely take it. Philip is in two minds about it. I want to get your uh, opinion on this. If the vaccine was available, they're suggesting it could be available, uh, you know, the end of the year, the start of next year. I think that's a bit optimistic, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, I want to know what you think. Would you take it? According to a poll by MRBI, they said 55% of them said they would take the vaccine if it one becomes available. One third of the respondents said they were unsure, while 12% said they wouldn't take it at all. Now, that was very different to the poll that we took on Twitter, which had more uh, responses, where it was kind of 50-50, said they wouldn't, they wouldn't take it. Let me know what you think. Signal when and if a vaccine is found for the COVID-19, I personally would take it. And uh, sure, if it doesn't work, so be it. I believe anything that can eradicate this horrendous virus from our world has to be worth a try, says Jonathan Dublin. Well, not just the virus, but I suppose the restrictions that go along with it, Jonathan. I think that's a lot of people are thinking. Somebody else, by the way, said they were very pro-vaccine. I've lost the, the, the text there. They said they're very pro-vaccine, but they would like to see other people take it for a few months first before they took it. <laughs> that's always the case. Actually, you try it first. Let's see how you get on. Uh, it's always the way, I suppose, with a new vaccine, you know, people are cautious. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being sceptical. There's nothing wrong with being cautious. And there's nothing wrong with being informing yourself. But in the back of your mind, we always have to remember that uh, vaccines, although some will disagree, vaccines have eradicated so many viruses from this world, as well as the fact, by the way, that we live a more hygienic lifestyle than we did. I know a lot of people attribute uh, the eradication of smallpox, the eradication of polio, the eradication of all these other viruses just with vaccines. It wasn't just vaccines. Vaccines certainly helped. But it was the way we live our lives, too. We have clean, fresh water. We live differently uh, to the way people lived 50 and 60, 70 years ago. So let me know what you think, by the way. The number is 087 All in all, I believe, personally speaking, that vaccines have saved billions of lives around the world. Although I know Joseph would completely disagree with me. Joseph, you're on Classic Kits. Joseph, you wouldn't take it at all. 
Not under the pain of death. Not under the well, literally under the pain of death. No, I do. I, I have no fear of this virus whatsoever. Uh, all you have to do is remain healthy, take zinc, vitamin D three, vitamin C. That is, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. Taking vitamin C and zinc and all those things is yeah. good for your immune system. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, there was no need for the sh- shutdown whatsoever. All the government had to do was build a vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc factory, hand it out free. All the people who underlying conditions, just give them good health care, try and get them a bit healthy. You make it sound very easy there, Joseph. That's it. That's it. Uh, you're and why, and why, do you, why do you think the government didn't do that if it was so easy? Um, why didn't Leo just order a shipload of uh, you know vitamin C, vitamin D and zinc and just give it to everybody for free if we genuinely believed that we well, could all continue on with our lives say, as normal? Well, I won't say what I really think. Because realistically, those products you just mentioned are not dangerous unless, of course, you take too much of it. Well, uh, you die without them, actually. No. Well, you, well, you do. You need vitamins. Of course you do. You and and by the way, here in Ireland, we lack vitamin D because we don't see that, that, many, that much you sunshine in this country. You. Okay, but, you but Joseph, so... The world, as we see, is a mess at the moment. But we'll both agree with that, okay? It's a complete and utter mess. Um, uh, lockdowns are not a good thing because uh, they're, they're destroying people's lives. They're destroying people's livelihoods, their quality of life. A lot of people would prefer to have a quality of life than have a life at all. So we all agree this is a very negative world we're living <laughs> in at the moment. So if it's a case that a vaccine is released in three or four months' time and it can turn that negativity into a positive world or back to the way we were again, why wouldn't people take it? Well, um, I'm just speaking for myself. There is no way in hell that I'm taking it. Now, what I would say is uh, I would personally love to get all those vaccine vials, pick pick them out at random, and personally inject all of the people who want to force the vaccine on them, on us first. So all the TDs and all of these bureaucrats and any doctor that says you have to take a vaccine, I would like to personally get the vials that they bring. They want to shove on me. And I would say, right, okay, you say this is safe, Grant. Let me, because I don't believe that they say they took it, because they don't. And well, are you are you de- are you telling me that they won't take it? I mean, I seen oh, a, I seen a picture. Well, I seen a picture during the week of Simon Harris getting his Not flu so. vaccine. Not so. Uh, it, it was an article in Germany where all the top uh, rich people, uh, they did not take any of the vaccines. They got special vaccines. Oh, special vaccines. No, I've never been sarcastic. I've never heard of that. No, yeah, no, they get different vaccines. They yeah. don't get... Maybe you know, I am making the no, I mean, yeah. Simon, but Simon Harris was in the paper there the day before yesterday getting, I think it was his flu vaccine. Yeah. You know, and it was a picture of him in the doctors well, with his sleeve up I getting I don't, it. Wish, I don't wish the man any harm whatsoever because that's evil. But, uh, I, you know, I, you know I, I have no time for that man. If he wants to take that, brilliant, great. Go ahead, knock yourself but out. See, okay, well, people will argue that people like you, Joseph or people who won't, and I'm not, not you specifically, but people who won't take the vaccine, the, the, the 50%, let's say, according to the MRBI poll, um, that the, 50, 50, the other 50%, 53% said they would, the rest obviously were concerned about it or thinking about it or whatever. But the, that if you don't take it, we won't achieve a herd immunity, and that you're putting others at risk by not taking it. That's their argument. But, but, uh, but the vaccine, uh, if, it, if, it, if it's effective, what are they afraid of? Whether that they won't achieve the herd immunity that they need. No, no, no. Does the, does the vaccine work? If it works... No, because it's not going to work for everybody. Because oh, well, there, but there are people who can take vaccines. Well, sure, I, I, I'm not taking it. But if it works, if... if all because, you, know, you, know how, you know how herd immunity works, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, herd immunity works basically by... Yeah, if, 80, if 85% of people are, you know, uh, can't get the virus, the 12% who can't take a vaccine are not able to take, maybe they're immune suppressed or whatever it is, or compromised, they can't take it. 
by the rest of the population doing it, it protects them. So there's less no, people from them to catch it off. That's, no, it the, that's the principle behind herd immunity. No, it doesn't. Well, now, herd immunity, although some doctors disagree, can also be achieved by naturally getting a virus too. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I would go along with that. that the, what was that? Vi- vaccines do help, obviously. In that, in those situations, no, they don't. Okay, well, but anyway, uh, okay, well, I, I look. If you want to take a vaccine, knock yourself out, run in the door and get it. You're protected if you take it. Yahoo, I'm delighted for you. Uh, I'm not taking it under the pain of death. I don't care what the government do. I am not dying a horrific death from this. But you, but 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 I mean, but, but we don't. We haven't seen that. May, well, we've seen one person die who was, by the way, who was given a placebo last week. There was a story of a person died when the in the vaccine trials. We haven't seen or heard stories of hundreds of people dying during vaccine trials uh, for COVID-19, I'm talking about in reference to. Uh, the tests in America, uh, up to 80% of them got sick. I think 50% of them got very sick. They've covered up the deaths in these vaccines. Well, they're, they're covering up the deaths. I'm sure we'd find out about it. Somebody would come Would you, would you not? Would you not? Oh, would you find out? Okay. Wow. So the, the biggest story that's breaking right now at the moment it's Hunter Biden's laptop, yet you don't hear a dicky word about it on the news. Well, I've I've been reading up about that story. Tonight, I, well, I no, I've been, no, I've been. In fairness, Joseph, people who are interested can follow the story. I've been following the story on Twitter. No, it's not on the news at all. No, no, I know, I know, no, I know, I'm not going to disagree with you. And by the way, when the story came out first, coincidentally, Twitter went down. So, so the media never cover up anything. Wow. I'm, I'm not suggesting the media don't cover stuff up. Of course they do. And there is politics involved, particularly in relation to social media. Who's, uh, who's one of the biggest contributors to ad revenue on the television? In what sense? The pharmaceutical industry. Oh, well, well, I imagine they do, yeah. They spend quite a substantial amount of money. Are they, are they going but to... They're, but they're also, in fairness, Joseph, for all the bad they do, and I'm not denying they don't do any bad, they do. There's a lot of good they do by saving people's lives and elongating our lives. Uh, so I mean I'm just yeah, I'm, Joseph when you're dying on your deathbed and a doctor comes in with an injection and says Joseph this will cure your disease are you telling me you wouldn't take it what injection or what disease now? or what gives disease? you medication to relieve the symptoms of your disease tell me the medication you don't, you just do you not do you, Joseph do you not take any medication at all Give me a blank. Give me a Pacific thing that you're talking about. Don't just come in with a blanket thing. I'm giving you a theory. I'm giving you a hypothetical situation. Are you telling me, Joseph, you don't take medication at all? Oh, I've lost him. Let me go to Bernie. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Bernie? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Bernie, I mean, you're a sensible woman. Uh, you worked in the healthcare industry for a long time. If a vaccine came out in December or January, would you take it? No. Why? I just don't feel it's long enough around. And I think that, uh, you know, by the time the vaccine hits our shores, where it comes from China, America... Uh, India, wherever it's coming from, that will already have mutated because they've tested the strain in that country. And uh, there isn't enough evidence or clear-cut literature out there to confirm to me and make me feel comfortable that it would be safe for me to take. But if if it's a case that, say, after two or three months of people taking it, you know, there's nothing in the papers about people dropping dead or, you know, or people having heart attacks from it or people getting very ill and dying from it, did you take it then? I, I, I understand what this man that was on there a few minutes ago was saying, Joseph. Um, however, I don't, I don't trust anything they're telling me now. I completely lost faith in anybody in the world talking about this virus. Me, personally, I'm trying to keep myself healthy and well and doing whatever it takes to keep me well. And, I'll, and by the way, I, did, I didn't disagree with Joseph what he said in relation to vitamins. You know, everybody, we should all be taking supplements and exactly. vitamins. If we're, if we're not eating the right foods, of course, we should all be doing that because it's good for our immune system. There's no, there's no question about that. 
Well, then exactly. And can we not try that road? Is the road less travelled? Like that one would be great. I mean, the but, game I, but you're trying to encourage people. Look, we've been trying to encourage people to eat healthy for the last 50 years. And it still isn't bloody work. And so nothing else comes out of this, Niall. Maybe that's where we're, we need to go. Like that's where eating we need healthy. To go. No. Yeah. Be healthier. I mean, not to be look going into supermax for dinner or take occasional chips, as you know, occasional whatever is a treat. But most of the time, we should all try and live within a healthy means. Do you know? I mean, well, I think, I think in fairness, over the last seven months, we are all eating healthier because, of course, you know, I, I believe so because people are at home a little bit more and maybe a little bit more time to cook a good meal. So I think we are eating a bit healthier. Yes, and I, I agree with that. I concur completely with that. But also, I mean, we've taken to walking, we've taken to cycling, we've taken to you know, most people, majority yeah. of people decided their mental health is more important to them. Nobody's really looking for a, for a cure right now. What we're looking for is to be told that, you know, the virus is reducing, it's, you know, we're able to live with it better, um, our elderly are living with it better, they're coming when I see all of the elderly people around here, they're taking all the means. That well, they are. Talking. I mean, if we look if we look at the we're actual data, yeah, but if we look at the, I mean, I know people, the RT in particular, like to scare people every single day at six o'clock. I don't watch them anymore. Yeah, well, well, well I mean, I, yeah, I know, but that. if you look at the actual data now, the majority of people who are getting it are younger people, thankfully, not the older people. There are obviously still some older people who are getting it in care homes in particular, uh, where a lot of people are at end of life, sadly. Um, And realistically, we're seeing, you know, high case numbers and thankfully low deaths, still low deaths at the moment, thankfully. I mean, I know there's still a couple of people die every day, but I mean, 70 people die in the country every day. I mean, uh, you know, we we can't keep focusing. But I think, again, it's down to lack education of the younger people who are, are, you know, in the 20 to 45 age group who are, you know, think that they're invincible, which we all did, unfortunately, when we were that age. We thought we'd never get anything and we would probably... But but the the problem, the thing about it is when it comes to COVID-19, the stats more or less say they are invincible to some degree, by the way. I'm not suggesting you can't get on well. Of course you can. But oh, no, because everybody has... We don't know what underlying condition. None of us ever... Until you need to go to a doctor with that huge thing on your toe, you're never going to go near one. You'll avoid them at all costs. You yeah, know, because yeah, but, but I mean, I suppose if you're, if you're under 19 years of age, we've had one death of a person under 19 years of age in this country, and sadly that person did have underlying conditions. So mm. that's, that's one death. When you t- look at last year's figures, for the way, even for influenza, we had young people died from the flu. So realistically, yeah, for right. young people, this is less dangerous. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And for older people, they're a lot more responsible and we don't give them credit for it. They're an amazing group of people who have been left thrown to the four winds now. But I know a lot of older people who don't want to continue doing this. They don't want to be locked in their homes. They don't want to not have confirmations, communions and birthday parties. And and they're saying you know, they'd rather be dead. And you heard Professor Collins say that. They'd rather be dead than live their lives like this. Exactly. Like my mum was 86 and she said, I can't live like this any longer. She said, I'd rather go out, she said, with a bang and, and live my life. Than, than, than do. That's she said, sad, my isn't whole it? I spent my whole life, she said, you know, doing my best to, help, you know, to rear a family, to pay my taxes, pay my bills. I'm not going to be taken out like this, she said. And she's, you know, given up ma- everything that they've been taken for granted. They've, no mass, nothing that they can, there's nobody looking after them, really. They've been left thrown to the throwings and just... But see, but the way, realistically, what can we do? I mean, but Bernie, I mean, I say this with respect to your mum and to other people in their 80s. What can we do? All we can do is say, listen... There is a virus out there that you are more vulnerable to at that age. Now, it's not, I mean, look at the statistics and the mortality rate, even of that age group, it's still very low. So even if you do get it, there's a strong chance that most probably you're just going to be unwell like everybody else and be better again. But in saying that, all we can do, you can't wrap them in cotton wool. All you can do is say, it's up to you. You know now how dangerous it is. If you want to go out and take your chances... Sure, that's it. But I mean, sure, take it. But that's an insult to those people. Those people have come through a lot worse things than us, and we have. They have come through. But yeah, but what do you do? I mean, well, um, I, I, 
they've, they've, they've been poor, had medical care, they had nothing starting out. They, how dare we treat these people like they're simple? These people have a lot well, more that's what I'm than we have to teach them. They have, the government should be listening to our elderly people, not some young one, 37 years of age, who doesn't even know how to spell a word, uh, who's telling, dictating to us. They have no right to tell me at 61 uh, how to live my life. They have no right. Neil Bracker has no idea how to live her life. Char- the other fellow, Steve and Johnny, they have no right to tell me how to live. They haven't lived. And they have, my mother has lived. My father lived. My family have lived. We are living to the best. We live within the law. Most people in this country are good, do, do, do the best they can. And how dare some young lad up there who hasn't a clue about anything tell me how to live because he has a degree in some weird, random thing or no degree. Okay, well, do you favor, stay there, Bernie, for a second. Uh, Bernie, at the moment, wouldn't take it. Obviously, she believes it's a little bit rushed. I want to know what you think. I'm going to come to Ricky after the break. Stay there, Bernie. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 She says, uh, this was the plan all along. A spoonful of social engineering helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. Uh, we've become compliant with restrictions, lockdowns and muzzles, which began as voluntary, by the way. Uh, follow the money. A mandatory COVID vaccine will earn trillions for the pharmaceutical companies uh, for a disease uh, with infinitesimal fatality figures. Infinitesimally small, I believe he means. Uh, let me go to uh, Ricky. You're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ricky? I'm not too bad. Ricky, don't lose that number. I bet you've never heard that before, have you? Uh, yeah, a few <laughs> times, yeah. <laughs> Ricky, you would take the vaccine tomorrow, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and what do you say to people like Bernie, who, by the way, worked as a nurse at one point in her life, who said she wouldn't? Yeah, she she worked as a nurse, but she's not like a she, she's not a scientist. She doesn't she didn't put any hours into creating these things and actually making sure they work. Mm-hmm. She, she, all she was in charge of is injecting it into somebody. She doesn't know any science behind it. No, but she doesn't have to because I don't know the science behind it, but I can tell you that there has been cases in the past where vaccines were released and taken back off the market again because they didn't work um, and they may have had side effects. There have been very successful vaccines too, Ricky, so I'm not going to diss them. I'm very pro-vaccine, actually. But in saying that, a lot of people are cautious about vaccines. And can you, can you understand, can you understand why they'd be cautious? Yeah, of course, uh, but this is a different virus. Uh, the time spent going into the creation of this virus has been 24 hours for some some scientists mm-hmm. continuously continuously like for for months now so people saying that this is being rushed is it really being rushed well it is being it is being rushed, rushed when we look that there is a they're putting more hours than you normally would into a standard vaccine. Absolutely, but it's still only six months or so. When you look at other vaccines, I mean, look, for example, take let's take HIV. It's been around for over 30 years. We still haven't got a vaccine. Are you telling me that when AIDS was killing, now, thankfully, we have some uh, cures nowadays, or we have medication people can take to stop it uh, turning into AIDS and people dying. So thankfully, not as many people die, Not certainly not in the Western world anyway. Uh, on the African continent, they do sadly die quite a lot because of lack of medication. But are you telling me that they didn't, at the start, when people were dying, put a huge amount of effort into making a vaccine and they still never come up with one? Yeah, but what you're talking about was 50 years ago. Science has developed oh, 30 so years ago, yeah. since then. Like, um, mm. even, even 10 years in science is huge. Uh, so when people keep comparing it to the, the SARS virus, like the, the distance, the, the time between the two is incredible. Like one year, one year in science, medical development is massive. Changes every day. It changes every yeah. day. Yeah, we learn something new every day, of course. Absolutely. So, like science has developed... Uh, huge. Uh, okay, so so the bottom line is, Minister Health says tomorrow vaccine available at your local GP tomorrow morning. 
you're in, you're in the queue, John. Or Ricky. As, as, I said, as I said in my text, Niall, if I can get to the Forever Young Festival in July, I take it in my jack's eye. All right, okay, stay there. Uh, John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Just a comment on the previous Well, okay, well, he's a young man, I assume. Ricky, how old are you, by the way? Uh, 31. Okay, so he's a young man. He's not much at risk, but yet he's willing to take the vaccine, John. Yeah, well, you see, this is the thing, now, like, I mean, compared to the Spanish flu, that we live in a society, you know, where we want everything now. Nobody's prepared to wait anymore. Well, 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 people are not prepared to wait because their lives have been disrupted by so much. Yeah, you're, people you're want to go back to going on holidays, yeah, going on fe- I, 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 go to festivals. I, I'm slowly watching my city die here once again. I was in home yesterday and the city is dead. Right? Now, I heard Luke O'Neill this morning and his exact words were, right? It's the safest vaccine ever. He did mention that, yeah. Can, I don't know how he can stand over that. He can make an actual statement like that. Well, he obviously from the evidence he's seen. I don't know what evidence but he's I seen. I don't know what evidence he has, Niall. No scientist could actually should say that. Really, because that could come back to haunt him, right? No, this is going to be the mother of all cash goes for big pharma, right? Of course it is. Because you're going to have to have boosters. It's going to be like a flu injection. You're going to have to get it every single year, we'll be told. You mentioned your travel. You watch when you get your child, uh, when the place comes up for your child to start school. Have they got their clearance for the court? Oh, no, we haven't. Sorry, there's no place for your child. If you're starting a new job, have they got a COVID-free certificate? No, sorry, you can't start the job. Health insurance, sorry, we want to know your policy unless you've got a COVID-free certificate. This thing will go on and they can make it mandatory, but it will be mandatory in a lot of ways. I guarantee you that. You, you will, yes, you will be encouraged to get it, that you won't be allowed air travel, for yeah, example, if you don't have it or something I like that. Cer- yeah. I certainly won't be getting it for the simple reason. I got the flu injection, but I won't be getting this because... I mean, it's too much of a frenzy trying to get back but to it, but, it, but if it worked, John, and if there seems to be success with it, well, I mean, at your age, and I'm not saying you're an outfiller by okay, any stretch of the imagination, why, I mean, you're obviously more of a risk than Ricky is, so why wouldn't you take it? Well, because I won't trust it, because never before, now, Luke O'Neill again repeating, he said the safest vaccine ever, but never has there been such a frenzy to get a vaccine on the market. It's too quick, I wouldn't trust it personally, I won't be taking it. Well, see, Ricky, this is what you're up against. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, these, all these people like uh, are just listening to social medias, and they think uh, Bill Gates is here to take over the world. Ah, no, 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 no. Now, hang on, hang on, Ricky. It's not fair to put people who are being cautious, and there's no harm in being cautious and skeptical into a category of sort of right-wing nutcases that believe that 5G and Bill Gates is responsible for the world's problems. That's not fair. You're equating two things that are completely different. Well, if the, if the, the WHO and the world governments come out and say this thing... Do you trust... I mean, do you, do you trust everything the WHO says? Do you trust everything the government tells you? No, I can ask him a question there. No, 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 I know. I'm asking... I've just asked him a question. Do you trust... No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't trust some of the information, but they've been proven in the past that they've told Porkies. Yeah, there's there's a little difference. Like this, this then they're not going to be able to lie about this. What and and what what interest is it to lie about this? Oh, uh, every well, they, there is a, the world, there, there, there right. are well, people argue that there will be vested no, interest. No. But go on, yeah, sorry, go ahead. John. So, so suppose it was mid mandatory. You know, would this call or would he agree that if people would not didn't take it up for whatever reasons, like I mean, ethical reasons, and if the government said if you don't take it, right, it's mandatory. You no, know, you will be put in jail. Would he agree with that? Absolutely not, no. Well, I'm glad. Okay, well, I'm glad you did agree with that. All right, listen, I've run out of time, lads. Thank you very much indeed.